So we were listening to that Mariah Carey song, um, you know, the one that starts off the holiday season. And my 12-year-old was singing it, and I was utterly disappointed at her affinity for pop music. And then I heard her redeem herself as she said, all I want for Christmas is food. Very proud moment. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with the man who has a blood pressure reading of zero over zero because Ramon never felt any pressure. I'm Ramon. Yeah, you are. Today, we continue a series titled Tis the Season with an episode titled Feast. Our scripture today comes from book of Galatians, chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to ransom those under the law, so that we might receive adoption. Mm. Delicious. Delicious indeed. So let's get this podcast on the road. So in the past, I guess episode one, episode one, I feel like we owe the listeners, yeah, both of you, an explanation about episode one. Episode one was a masterpiece of an episode, let me tell you. Unfortunately, the files were corrupted, and every time I edited, it came out, and in the beginning of the podcast, it came out as another file. So the file was corrupted. So every time I queued one file, it queued something else, even after I originally posted and listen to the episode i mean it was weeks of dealing with it so eventually i just i just deleted the whole darn thing um some of you were able to listen to it and were probably wondering what the heck is going on um but yeah that episode was like three times recorded twice in one day and then another time on another day um and then it was it was just an, a mission to paste it together the conclusion was after repeated attempts that the file was corrupted, I could do, I don't know, I don't have the expertise to fix that. I just press record and I press publish. That's all I, that's all I do. Hey, you get what you pay for, huh? But let's tie it in a little bit because the main points were that sometimes, you know, it's time. It's the season. We have to be jolly. Why? Because it's just, it, it doesn't make sense not to be jolly. Right. And so even when we don't feel like being jolly, we go through the darn motions because that's what's going to be better for those who are depending on us. And thus, we become jolly after doing what we should be doing. It kind of reminds me of that, uh, that whole saying um, that discipline equals freedom. Right. Because it just does. But about, but about today, today to feast, right? Today is the good part. And I think that being jolly and feasting, they're, they're connected. 
because the definition of feast, and that is the uh, secular definition, is a large meal in celebration of something. You know, and just it, it's the connection there. You know, as we were talking about last time, and I brought up Thanksgiving, how we were we were hungry because we cooked in the morning, and then we waited for people who were late, and then we ate, and the smells and the flavors were just so much more enhanced because of that fast. So the feast becomes even more enjoyable. Sometimes you enjoy things because you, you're hungry and then you're just going to enjoy whatever comes your way. You know, even if you, even if you don't like uh, cucumbers, if a cucumber is sliced and that's the first thing you see and you haven't eaten all day and it's eight o'clock at night, maybe you'll love cucumber at that point in your, in your lifetime, you know, but imagine your favorite meal. You're hungry. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon and you've been up since five in the morning. Your favorite meal is going to be even better. And so that's, that's one of the reasons why, why we, we set up this, uh, this series in such a way. And even though the first episode flopped miserably, thanks to uh, yours truly, the fasting and the feasting, the idea is right there. You know, we anticipate, we wait, we enjoy. Mother Teresa said, uh, I'm not sure exactly what heaven will be like, but I know that when we die and it comes time for God to judge us, he will not ask, how many good things have you done in your life? Rather, he will ask, how much love did you put into what you did? Mm. I feel like that's uh, that, I saw that one this morning. I was so happy that you were saying it because I yeah. saw that one on the internet today and I was like, Man, that's such a good quote. We should put it in the podcast. And I forgot about it. And then you picked it up. Ramon, you're a flipping genius. You're a psychic. I don't know how you do it, but I'm glad you did. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good way to celebrate because when we think of celebrations of a feast, we think of uh, these over-the-top uh, events, you know. But the older I get, the more I realize that just saying grace before every meal, especially if you're with somebody that you love. That's a celebration of God's love. Yeah. You know, when, 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 when two or more souls are, are, are together in prayer, God is there. And yeah, I know this is sound like a big cheese ball, but Tis the what a celebrate. Okay. Yeah. What a, what a celebration. Uh, what a great way to celebrate with your loved ones. And, and just to, to bless a meal, something that's going to give you life. Like recognizing that that's one of the many, many ways that God tells you that he loves you, bring you closer together with food and with your loved ones. Um, I, I, I don't think I can, I can uh, elaborate more on this, but just moments like that, like prayer. I, I, that's what I think about when I think about feasting, you know, praying with somebody that you love. Whether it's your family, your spouse, well, your spouse is your family, but just with somebody that you really, truly care about. And that's why I, I really, I'm very thankful. And it actually brings me joy that I, that we've been doing this for so long. You know, I mean, it's only been like, what, like two, three years yes, that yes. I've had the podcast, something like that. Um, but it's so cool because we're, we're, we're forced to interrupt our quote unquote busy days to uh 
to say our daily novena. Yeah. And to me, that that just feels like something meaningful, something powerful. To me, that is a celebration. It's a forced celebration, but it's still something that that's awesome. You know, like you, you brought up uh, discipline equals freedom. Mm-hmm. To have that discipline to pray every day, to be thankful every day, to celebrate every day. It just that's one of the things that gives me everlasting joy. Ah, I like that. I like that. That was that was beautifully said. And and I feel like that really definitely ties in that that being the season for us to be jolly, you know, being the the season where where that fast takes on the meaning that it that it truly has, you know? Like so many times we're going through a fast and we don't even realize that it's a blessing in disguise. You know, and so many prayers that I've been that I've been focusing on recently have have included this, you know, whether it's the Saint Joseph Novena or uh that that day when we're praying, um, praying, acknowledging him as our friend in suffering, you know, all those things like we will thank God for the sufferings that he gave us, you know, for those times where we didn't see him for those times where we were wondering where his love, where his mercy was like, we will eventually thank him for those. Not now, not when it's happening probably, but later on, we're going to be grateful for those. Because through those, maybe we achieve salvation. Because through those, maybe we bless those who, who um, we're bringing up. You know, like all, all those things make sense and they're going to connect. And, and man, I'm, I, it, it's, it had been a while since I had listened to, uh, to any of, uh, of Father Mike's homilies, you know. And when you, when you brought one up, I was like, man, I haven't heard that one. I haven't heard any of them, but he was talking about, about God's um, will, right? His, his permissive will and his, his divine will, right? Like he wills something to happen and it happens. And then that, that's his, that's his divine will. And then his permissive will is when we have a will that is different than God's and God still makes something work, even though we try to ruin it. You know, which is one of the things that we pray oftentimes before we even start recording, right? We're like, no matter, no matter if we get in the way, God, you do your thing through this podcast. Something to that effect, you know, is our prayer a lot of the times, most of the times, actually. And so we pray always that despite our worst efforts, God's will may be done. And that's kind of God's permissive will, you know, that even through the tragedies of our lives, like something good may come out of that. And just like I've talked about in the past, you know, like when we bring up the way we grew up and whatnot, and now just looking at the way that, that we are helping raise up the next generation, how, how all those things, all those uh, struggles, if you may, which at the time didn't seem like struggles because we didn't know any better. That was just what we had, you know, like those things help those who we are, who are, who are under us, you know, like. It helps us serve them better. The English is hard. And I guess I'm struggling kind of because I, I don't think I can put it any better than you put it. You know, when you were, you were making those connections and talking about sharing that meal and saying grace before that meal. You know, it makes us really appreciate what we have. And as we enter into this, uh, this week, you know, because, you know, all that stuff, you know, opening the presents secondary. You know, it doesn't really matter that much. Um, kind of matters, but... In the, in the grand scheme of things, if Jesus has not arrived in your heart, then that's just future garbage that you're opening up, you know? And so 
man, I had so many things, you know, to say before, before really focusing on what was important. I was going to talk about, about getting a dog because we, we just got a dog and we knew that we were going to get it because we had already done all the paperwork for adopting a dog or rescuing a dog or whatever, you know? Um, but a little puppy that would have died now has a home, which is kind of cool. Um, and it's an adorable little dog and all the kids are in love with it. And as you said in the text, I don't know, maybe I am a little bit more excited than the kids. Um, <laughs> but it's crazy how we waited for so long to have a dog. I mean, it's been like, what, nine years, close to 10 years since uh, my wife's dog died. His name was Hobbs. And I remember taking out his body, you know, and, and it was sad. Like, it was a sad thing. That dog, that dog picked me, you know, because he would bark at all the boyfriends, but he didn't bark at me. And that was kind of cool because he would bark at everyone. You remember him, right? Yeah, I remember Hobbs. Yeah. Oh, Sometimes he would bark at me. Sometimes he wouldn't. But I was never a boyfriend, so. <laughs> so yeah, no, he would bark at everyone. He was like a freaking barking machine. But yeah, no, that was weird. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he maybe he caught you on times when you hadn't gone to confession in like a month or something. I don't know. Probably. But that that's weird. You know, I noticed that when I go to confession, like no dog barks at me, and then when I haven't been for a while, like they do. I don't know. But right now, I'm just kind of happy that we have a dog because it's been like over nine years since that dog died, and. And I don't know, it's just, it's just been a, a, a big, long wait because I freaking love dogs, man. I love them. I love animals. And, uh, and just, just that, that waiting for one. Whenever I saw one, I mean, I, I'm in a residential area, so people walk their dogs, and I'm always smiling like an idiot when they go by. And I'm like, hey, that's a cool dog, man. And then one of them lets me pet his dog, and I'm like, hey. And I don't know. It's just a, a cool thing that, that I'm, I'm noticing all this, you know, this this theme applied in my life that yes there's a period of fasting and sometimes that period may be a long period you know people that are looking for a significant other oftentimes know this feeling you know no matter how many times you tell them hey it's when you least expected that it's going to happen if you're being thirsty about it and i don't mean in the dirty sense of the word but like if you're being thirsty about things like really desperately seeking it out it's not time because then you're seeking to be fulfilled by a relationship. And if you can't be fulfilled by God, the fast is going to continue even if you have someone with you. The fast is going to continue even if you're satisfied or if you think you're satisfying yourself. But the fast continues unless we let the Lord in. And I know it's simple. And like you were saying, you know, like I, I get it now when you were speaking, like I didn't get it that you thought you were being cheesy. But right now that I think I'm saying something meaningful at the same time, I'm feeling like I'm being really cheesy, you know, but the fast will continue until morale improves, you know, and, <laughs> when, and when your soul really improves, that's when it's time. You know, that's when you indulge in the right way for the right reasons at the right time. That's where prudence comes in. I don't know how I can tie this in, but I was watching this um, this series on HBO years ago um, called The Pacific, and it's about the the Pacific theater of World War II. Yes. Um, and in this particular scene, it was a uh, gunnery sergeant, uh, John Bazalone, and he got he got famous. Uh, he was the 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 main Marine after Chesty Puller. Um, after the the Battle of Guadalcanal, 
a very brief uh, history. It'll take two seconds. <laughs> um, the Japanese Navy was punking the American Navy. The American Navy had to leave or else they were all going to die. Uh, they left the Marines in, on an island and they were stuck there for a month with no supplies. Mm. They just had whatever they could get. Long story short, um, the Marines won. But it was a pretty nasty battle. And uh, Gunnery uh, Sergeant Bazalone, he, he was a freaking stud. He saved a lot of his men and he had a, well, he killed a lot of Japanese soldiers and he got the Medal of Honor and what have you. So he was a big American hero. And there's a scene where he's talking to um, another Marine, a female Marine, which would be his, his future wife. They were having breakfast together. The, the future wife asked a gunnery sergeant, uh, Bazalone, like, hey, so you're this big time Marine, whatever. And he's like, you know, like a lot of people haven't heard this part of the story. Um, even after we got done with, with that particular mission where he won that Medal of Honor, he goes, uh, we had coffee. And man, that was the best cup of coffee that I've ever had because it was, it had been a rough month. And then that nightmare happened where we got surrounded by the Japanese and so forth. And we just, you know, we, we, we got together like seven guys or so, and we just put a little water and then we put that, that crappy coffee that we get. And we were just there sitting in front of the fire after enduring something horrible. It's like, that was the best cup of coffee. I don't know if I'm making any sense right here, but like you said, Adrian, you know, that fasting, that going through, through hardship and putting your, your trust in the Lord. And you know that whatever's going to happen will happen because you put your trust in the Lord. Whatever has to happen will happen. And, and you, you, you live through it and you become a better person. And you have that beautiful moment where you can be thankful and praise the Lord. And a simple cup of coffee becomes black gold. Um, the story that the, the lady told was pretty cool too. Um, but I want to stick to this one. Just because, yeah, we're, we're not all, all soldiers and Marines. And if you are listening, thank you for everything that you do. Even if you're just a cook, you'd still make a difference. Um, you know, we, we, we go through certain things and we accomplish certain things. And no matter how tough we are and how accomplished we are, there's still those, those moments where we doubt ourselves. And sometimes we feel like we can't keep going on, but, but we can't. And we put our trust in the Lord. And yeah, we're not going to have a thousand Japanese coming at us at one point with a jammed machine gun that you have to fix in, in the darkness. But, you know, maybe, maybe your battles are similar to that. And if they're not, they, show, they sure feel like it sometimes. But when it's all said and done and you survive, and you get to have that cup of coffee, man. God is good. I hope that makes sense because it makes sense to me. <laughs> oh, that made plenty of sense, man. <laughs> so pray for us. I will pray for you. Ferrum. Ferro Aquitur.
Well, it took you long enough to release this episode. Jeez.